welcome back to an episode of Spidori's. This mm -hmm. is episode, I think, what? 13? So many. <gasps> Lucky yeah, number 13. Kind of crazy. Oh, Taylor Swift. How did you all, you always somehow just bring it up? Bring her in there with her. 1989 Taylor's version being released. Oh. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm not going to do it. I'm kidding. All right, we're going to focus today. We're going to focus. Okay, so I was thinking, I was like, what is our topic going to be? And I feel like we can go like either way. Mm -hmm. We can talk about, because I got a lot on my mind, but like something that's been bothering us at work, if anything, or we mm. can talk like debunk a myth. I was thinking about whenever we had Rosalind on and we were talking about like what's yeah. the myth that you always debunk. So what? Oh gosh, these are both Bailey? really good. Yeah, pick your poison. I don't know. I don't even know what, what myths would we debunk? I don't know what myth has showed up because I've started back at work. You have two, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> so much. Um, there's a lot going on. Nothing, I mean, again, oh I, I want to always like preface that like it's you, you don't know what you don't know. So I do get that, but gosh, is it frustrating. Oh, 10,000%. Yes. Yeah. Um, or it could just be something that's on your mind. We could do like funny first day back stories. You can. Do you have one? I have one that literally happened today. I don't know if it's funny or I was just annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Because I know which one I'm going to tell you. So you go, you go for it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So funny first day back stories. So, and I, I will say with the state of just education in Texas, we are short staffed all over the place. Everything is insane. Um, so the campus that I was working with that has a student that's um, visually impaired. And I mean, like this student has no functional vision whatsoever. Like not even light perception. This child can see nothing. Um, and uh, kiddo was in middle school last year, is moving up to high school. And so the um, VI and the orientation and mobility specialist, obviously I was like, hey, we need to be there day one, early morning, orient her to this campus, get her set up so that she's good to go. And they were like, okay, great. So show up this, like they show up the first day, ready to go bright and early. Kiddo never shows up, like absent day one, which I also feel like it's funny because like, you know, that happens. I think a lot of kids Absolutely. do this the first day of school. Yeah. Yeah. So they leave and then I get a random call from like my executive director and our superintendent. And they're like, oh my gosh, this kiddo's there. They're like sitting there. They can't even move. Like, what are we going to do? They can't see, they can't get around. And so I'm like frantic, like, Hey, we need to go back. And they were like, oh, well we were there this morning. She didn't show up. And I was like, well, apparently she showed up. She just showed up late. So like go back, right? Back. So yeah. I'm having them go back to the campus. So they drop everything they're doing. Kudos to those staff members. They go back to the campus. Well, well. And then like a few hours later, I'm catching up on all my messages because then I was in like back-to-back -back meetings and the O&M was like, yeah, the student still isn't here. And I what? was like, 
And I'm like, did we just miss, did, did you just walk right past her? Did you miss her? Like, I don't know. Right. You know, and I'm like, no, they legitimately called and said that the student was on the campus. And she was like, Mm-mm. no, they called you because they looked at their roster and they realized that she was coming to the campus and they wanted you to find a one-to-one. Stop. And I was like, but they have no. the allocation for a one-to-one. Like she has a one-to-one in her IEP paperwork. I was like, they, they have the allocation. Yeah. They need to hire somebody, you know, and they've had this allocation since May all summer. <laughs> like they were at her transition arm to go. Um, and I was like, I'm, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. And they were like, no, yeah. Um, they wanted us to make sure that we were going to have a one-to-one for her. And I was like, okay, I think I need to call this campus and kind of explain how staffing allocations work because and what um, our role is. Yeah. I, I get, you have the, the, you have the allocation. I, I don't know yeah. what to say. So I thought that was so funny. I ended up calling my ED and the superintendent back and I was like, well, um, she was not on campus, but they do very much want to make sure they have a one-to-one. So if you have someone in your back pocket, you can just pull out. Absolutely. Please let me know. Let me oh, know. Oh my gosh. It How was, was the conversation with so the campus? Funny. Oh, I mean, they were just like, no, we just need somebody. And I was like, let's look through your applications. We need to hire somebody. I really can't just pull them out of nowhere. I don't have that, you know? And of course I was like, obviously whatever day she does show up and like, we've, my team has called the mom already to be like, when are you coming? What's going on? So it's like the first day she comes, like the team's going to be there, you know, because they do like, they have to orient her to the campus. She doesn't know how to get around anywhere. They're going to walk her through schedule. They're going to talk, you know, like all of that's in place. It was just so funny to me that they like emergency called, not because the kiddo was there, but because they remembered she was on their rosters for this year. And then they were like, oh my gosh, we have to have a one-to-one. <laughs> and I like, deploy my team. I'm like, get out there right now. Right now. Everything. It was so funny. And like my VI teacher in this situation, he's just like, very chill, very kind of like go with the flow. And he's like, look at Bailey over here, spreading rumors that this kid's here. And I was like, that wasn't even me. That wasn't my fault. I, I just got a call. I just did what I was supposed to do because my boss well, told me to. It was so funny. Funny. I love that yeah. so much. That is a funny story. We're not surprised. Anyways, what is your story? I, I don't know if mine's funny. I think I'm just annoyed too. Um. <laughs> well, like, love it. it's funny. I don't know. I think... I don't know. I'm working like, again, I, again, I want to preface that like, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I get that there are like, yes, you are things that people, <laughs> things that people do that like they've always done like district, whatever. And so it's hard yeah. when like, you want to like, I don't know, steer people the right direction, but so I don't even know if we talked about this Bailey and we might've, but like in the last podcast, I can't remember, but like, I feel like sometimes, and I guess I could only speak from a speech path, but sometimes I feel like mm-hmm. speech is like on their own little island and it bothers yeah. me because like lately I've just been hearing, it's so funny because I, I did a training and all of the SLPs and mind, mind you, they do not mean any ill will, but they kept going like, oh, what do we do with like a speech only? What do we do? And I like literally <laughs> had to close my eyes and like meditate because I was like, guys, <laughs> I know you mean so well. Like, I know you're just saying it because that's like the lingo, 
but it really, really bothers me when I hear yeah. speech only. I don't know what, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I feel like maybe you can relate because you're already, oh, yeah. you've done RDSPD where it's like, oh, they're, they're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, like, it's so difficult to comprehend that like students with a speech impairment are students with disabilities and it's not yeah. like I don't understand why there can't be like a still a team collaborative effort and it's always with just those. like yeah and so I don't know and it was funny because I met with an RDSPD coordinator like last week and she even said she's like I just really wanted to say like thank you so much like it's I'm sure it's so beneficial for you to have come from a, a district where you worked really closely with with the, the RDSPD person. Yeah, which is you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I've only known that, right? And right. she's like, so it's really nice to have somebody, like, come in that knows and, and is collaborative because we just have never gotten that. Like, it's typically just like, oh, they're RDSPD. I'm they're like, they're their own like, thing. And Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't know why it's bothering me so much. And I feel like everywhere I go, it's always, like, a fight. I don't, yeah. but, like, my first district, Bailey in Texas like I didn't feel that way though like mm-hmm. I did not feel that like I was on my own island I really felt like it was a collaborative effort at this campus like I truly right. did everything was so collaborative I went to the classrooms like and helped and then when I went to the other district I was kind of shocked at how many people didn't want us in the classroom so it was yeah. very like weird for me but I didn't I never felt like that and I always felt included in the in like even the campus like they would invite, I remember it was a very like tight knit like community and like they would invite each other over for like dinner or like house party, you know, like end of the year parties or beginning of the year. Yeah. And I just, I like, that's what I was used to right out of grad school. And then I came Mm -hmm. and I'm like, wait, we're kind of on our own Island in certain places. Mm -hmm. And it just bothers me. I don't, I don't know how that, and it's funny because like other, other states, if you have like, honestly, this is how it should be, though. Like, mm-hmm. everywhere else, if you have a disability, you're entitled to services, regardless of, unless it literally says they do not have a speech impairment, you shouldn't be arguing right. them for speech. <laughs> but, like, if, if they are autism and that's their only thing, they're entitled to every special ed service. Yes. yes. So it's funny because I was working on, like, a situation and somebody had, like, raised their hand and they were like, well, this kid transferred from Kansas. And they were just identified with a hearing impairment and received speech services too. So we have to go back to R to put speech impairment on the child. So he can get speech services. And I just, <laughs> yeah, drink that drink, Bailey. I wish mine it's was just mine. so <laughs> weird. You know, I think, I think it, I will say, I do think it goes back to how Texas does things. Yes. especially with that right because yes. like you said any other state they have a disability doesn't matter what it is they're entitled to any and all services it opens them up right. to any and all services and I think in Texas there's just been such a delineation of like oh my gosh you have to have this this that you have to have yes. this disability to get these services right. and it's really interesting because I I don't know if it's how they interpret IDEA or yes. yeah or what but it's just it's always so interesting. And then trying to break people out of that mindset too, of like, you know, yes, that's how we do things in Texas, but also being like, like a kiddo that like having a disability does mean you have access to these services. services. 
Right. And it's so hard to break people out of that um, mindset. Mindset. Well, I think the hardest thing for me too is like, and I swear I did a training like three years ago in the district that you and I worked on. And I was like, I promise guys, it's coming. Like, I really do Mm -hmm. think one of these days, IDA is going to be like, y'all have been messing up. Yeah. why are you like and it, it, maybe it's not even it. messing up it's just like maybe like you're not interpreting the law right right because mm-hmm. essentially that's what it is but like I feel like they're going to c- come and crack down and be like why are yeah. you guys doing it this way because I guess I've always just had an issue where it's like okay if a student's identified as autism well we know that there's a communication disorder of some sort right whether it's pragmatically receptively ex- yeah so why do we have to say A-U-S-I? O-H-I and like why do we why do they why have do we have to have, have all of those little labels yeah yeah and like and then it was funny because I was like I feel like sometimes um Texas doesn't use that multiple disability category correctly because mm-hmm. like I was looking at the ND and it said like if they have two or more disabilities in these areas they're considered multiply disabled right so I just I don't know maybe that's where I'm like frustrated maybe I need to like well, get into and, you know, it is, and like understand it more. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it is kind of interesting. Like, I, I think, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but it's a big, it's a big conversation right now in our district about taxes and how we interpret the law, the law and even within Texas. Right. So um, house bill 3928 was just passed in this legislative mm-hmm. section that focuses on dyslexia. And yep. previously in the state of Texas, they were like, oh yeah, dyslexia, um, you know, you can evaluate through 504 or through SPED and dyslexia intervention can be a special ed service or it can be a 504, 504. service. It just depends mm-hmm. on the kid, this and that. And then this law, like they went through and they started looking at it and they're like, oh no, dyslexia is a specific learning disability. Correct. And because of that, any specialized instruction or intervention that's required due to that disability would be special education services. Right. And right. so they changed this, you know, they passed this law and I I've seen so many districts are just like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? And it's like, it probably right. like, not even probably it, it should have been that way this whole time. Whole like time. we've always no qualified dyslexia under SLD. Correct. Any we intervention or specialized instruction should like it, it it's because of their disability. You're saying they have a disability and it, leads to an educational need for specialized in service or your specialized instruction, which is literally the two pronged thing that we consider for eligibility. So I'm just like, why are we all shocked by this? I don't, right. you know, so I would not be surprised. I agree with you. If a few years I from really now, do. Like, hey, Texas. Like, hey, eligibility, like this is how you do, because like really when I interpret the law, it literally just says any disability, you get services. So that's why I was always like, I have tons of speech therapist friends that are in other cities and that's why like it's funny because texas doesn't accept that developmental delay disability which Mm -hmm, i I mm -hmm. do think that it should quite frankly yeah it helps us with but anyways they don't accept that but like when you look at all of the other um states that do if you do follow under fall under developmental delay you get you're entitled to all these services like and they get all of these services so that's why to me it's so crazy because i know in these other states speech therapists are not like this case manager because it's mm-hmm. like there's a designated sped person that's like hey I'm controlling all uh, or I'm overseeing all of students in special ed whether it's right. like, speech impaired only or whatever mm-hmm. like it's all under our umbrella yeah so that's why I'm like 
uh, maybe that's what we debunked was that dyslexia is a specific learning disability. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's crazy. And a story that I have with that is one of the schools that I worked at, the student was identified as speech impaired Mm -hmm. and then was tested, got dyslexia. They did not put SLD. Like this is how messed up it is. Did not put SLD on it, but said it was speech impairment with dyslexia. Comprende, I do not understand. I don't, I do not comprende. And what? I'm yes. so confused. I'm like, yeah, they didn't, they didn't. Did they put, put intervention services in the IEP or no? Because he didn't, like the kiddo didn't have SLD. Oh, you just wait. So I'm oh, in the no. art because again, it's here in Texas, we're just case managing everybody. So I'm case managing and I'm running the art. And I was like, the student identified as dyslexia. He needs intervention services. So I invited, you know, the correct people to the team, the resource teacher to provide reading inter- intervention. And literally the SPED education administrator was like, he can't get that because he's speech only. And I said, I'm sorry, but, and then I was like, what are you talking about? And I put in like for star testing accommodations because he's dyslexic and needs support. So this kid is a third grader needing support for start. And I'm like putting in accommodations and they're like, no, we can't give him this because he's speech only. And I literally was like, I refuse to have this meeting. Like I, yeah, I literally have to table it. Yeah, because I was like, I have to call like my boss because this is not right. I, you can't tell me I can't put in accommodations for this child who right. is speech impaired who and dyslexic. I am. I'm sorry. I what? Was like, I just wanted to, yeah. but baby, that also happened. What? Like six or seven years ago and just recently we're now passing a bill that's saying it's wild under SLD like everything we've always known for those people are probably like what Mm -hmm. what you Mm -hmm. know what I mean it kind of it just just makes me sad it is and it is it's so frustrating too because I think like and I, I I get what you're saying I think a lot of related services staff like I think about you know OTs, PT, VI, O&M, assistive technology. I think a lot of them kind of feel similar to this, like, oh, we're on our island, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. We're on this island because we're seen so differently. And it's one of those where it's just like, it really shouldn't, It not even, it, it just shouldn't be that way, right? Yeah. Like that shouldn't be how it's set up. And, and it's just unfortunate that it is how we do it here. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, like, and I think, I mean, I get it, right? I'm like, yeah, we yeah. want to identify if the child has a hearing loss. And yes, we want to identify if there is a speech impairment. But like, again, in every other state, if the child has a disability, they can receive any and all of the services that they need to have access to. And I yeah. think Texas is like, well, yeah, but let's evaluate it, you know? And it's like, okay. Well, but not, but, but Bailey, not even that. I feel like other dish, other other states, I think what they do is they pick primary disability. The kid mm-hmm. is autistic. He's autistic. They don't need to mm-hmm. add autism. Every speech, little OHI. Yeah. Like it's like he needs. I so so I feel like other other not, I should say countries because I feel like we're literally our own country. That's terrible. I feel like other states take <laughs> <laughs> primary disability. Like yeah. I th- I think it's like they don't have pr- like primary, secondary, whatever. Secondary, I don't even know. If, yeah. well, I don't even know the fifth. But you know, you see those kids that have like seven and you're like, oh my gosh, this is not going to put on a page. Right. 
But isn't yeah. that what the multiple disability category is? Yeah. I just, I feel like it's we wild. need to go, we need to go do something more because my head hurts. Like, my head. <laughs> <laughs> exhausting. Well, oh and it's funny God. though, because I remember when I started like as a speech, like in administration at the last job that we had. And when I first became like a program specialist, I just remember questioning like why the evaluation set, like asked that third prong. Like it was like, mm -hmm. does the child have a communication disorder? Does the child have, does it impact educational functional performance? And then they add a third one. Does the child need speech therapy services? And that shouldn't be on the evaluation. And I remember questioning it all mm -hmm. the time so like, OCD, like no. yeah but i kept going like guys the law only asks the two prong questions though like uh -huh. it literally says is it our communication store and does it impact well then boom they meet disability requirements and then it's mm -hmm. art and i i remember i asked so many people i'm like does anybody understand me like <laughs> i remembered my i asked my cf supervisor my clinical fellow supervisor after like I had been in it for a couple of years and I was like, you know, can you help me understand? Like, why, why do we do that? Like, and I asked her the question, she goes, you know what? You're right. Why do we do that? Like, cause it was, I, and then, like, and then huh. the next year, literally they know. changed it. Yeah. yeah. And then the next year they, they changed it and they removed mm -hmm. that third one because I think we got like a, a complaint for it. Like we got like a yeah. TEA complaint. And it was like, you can't, yeah, you can't make that determination without an art committee. Yes. So yes. my head truly, that's been well, on my mind know, though, because I was like working today about that. And I was like, why am I so bothered by that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, and one of the things even to that, like we can't make a determination about the need for services without an art committee is even like still with other related services areas. I see a lot of districts that like their FIE, like they've evaluated for OT. And they're yeah. FI, it's like, yeah, the student like demonstrates a need. Um, and then they put in like, here's the amount of service that we'd recommend. And I'm like, oh, I don't know that I'd put that in there. Like, I, I'm like, it's just, it's just enough of like a predetermination concern. Yes. Yes. But I'm like, I don't, I, I mean, like, are you talking I about an eval? Not in there. For in the eval, eval, right? In of, the eval. Like recommendations for services. Agreed. I've had that conversation. And like how much People time? Like I've seen OTs literally put like, oh, this kid, I would recommend three hours a month. And I'm like, I just need this out of this FIE because mm -hmm. how are you, how are you going to make a recommendation? We don't know what skills they're working on. We don't know what their academic IEP goals are going to be. We don't know any of that. Yeah. Like, how do you make any kind of recommendation for what services they're going to need when you haven't met with the whole committee? Right. Thank you. Because they were doing that in the district that I was helping with. Mm -hmm. And they kept, they would put that in the recommendations. I was like, guys, recommendations is for like the committee. What are we recommending yes. to a committee? Like, are there specific goals that maybe we can somewhat talk? Right. Like you don't have to be specific, but can say like, Hey, the child's really going to need to work on X, Y, and Z in order to yes. be functional in the class. Like don't or put need like, services for one time right. a week for 30 minutes. Or even a recommendation of like, you know, here's an accommodation that would be useful to support. Thank you. Absolutely. These skills, these needs, you know, like, cool, do that. Do not put that like he's going to need this many minutes of service. I'm like, no, because you just don't know. And until you, you know that, that group. Yeah. And it's also like, like you said, predetermination. And you also know that's probably like blanket statements that people are putting in there. And I've also told yep. staff, 
in the evaluations, you're putting recommendations for, for what you can do in the classroom, as well as home, like parent mm -hmm. recommendations, like what can mm -hmm. the parent do at home to also elicit language Yes, or yes. whatever and area it is. Support. Exactly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that you understand my pain sometimes. I, I do. do. I do need to work on like not letting it like get to like send my blood pressure up. I mean, you know, it's okay. Just uh, implement your D&D &D day. <laughs> okay, day earlier today, Bailey, no, yesterday we were supposed to film, but we couldn't because I was exhausted and Bailey was, I, I was I probably know. just me playing golf. You were playing golf and I was exhausted. And I was like, hey, we got to do it again. And I texted Bailey like, hey, you know, are you available any other time? Like, what about Tuesday? And she was like, it's my D&D &D day. And I thought like, well, Bailey has a do not disturb day. Like I need a do not disturb day. Yes. And so then today while I'm working out, I was like, wait, Bailey didn't mean D like do not disturb. Bailey meant Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and so that's what we were talking about before we started recording today. Oh because I was like, oh, I really need a do not disturb day. And then I realized yes. that's not what Bailey was talking about. So. But now that you've said it, I'm going to implement a do not disturb day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put an out of office on my phone. Anyone that contacts me, I'm sorry. This is my do not disturb. Do not day. disturb time. Yes. This is my oh D my, my D N D day. D N oh D gosh. day. I'm I, love I loved it so freaking much. That was but so no. Fun. I know. We need that. I, I yeah, I, I do. I, I know people don't mean like ill will by it, but it does like it does grind my gears. I know, I know it is. It's frustrating. And I think again it just goes back to um they don't mean ill will by it, but also they're yeah. just doing what they were taught and, or what they were told. Absolutely. Like I Absolutely. find more often than not, when I start asking people like, well, why do you do this? Every, uh -huh. okay. At least eight out of 10 times. Well, this is what I was told to do or, <laughs> or, well, we've always done it this way. Cool. Yes, so yeah. let's, 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 here's let's what help. I'm going to tell you yeah. about how we're going to do it now. And now. Yeah, Every you're time. so right. Somebody, it was so funny because a, a therapist had called me the other day and she's like, okay, like, how are we supposed to do this again? Like, cause that's not what I was told. Like when I first started and I was like, bless, just bless it be because we're, we're going to get there. We will. <laughs> it's, and, but like, it's, it's like you said, like, you can't be mad at them. I'm mad at the situation. Yeah. It's not like any person or I'm just mad at the situation because it's like, mm -hmm. I feel like we're in 2023. We shouldn't be operating like this, but I also Correct. get like, I get it. I really do. I get but that. But I understand that when you joined this district 10 years ago, yeah. this is what you were told. <laughs> and you can't find it anywhere. Yes. So I get it. I do get it. It's just, I have to let it not like irk me because I know everybody's trying their best and same. So yeah. that was my rant for the day. I love that. I feel like this is actually a really good, just fun, chill episode. Fun podcast of us just like- I would love though, if any of our listeners are from out of state, like if you're in any oh, state yes. other than Texas, I would love for you to like email us or shoot us a DM on like TikTok or Insta because I really do. I want to know like your, how it, how it works. Like, do you think it's efficient? Do you think it's effective? Like give us the rundown about how it works. You know, that's such, I'm going to have to reach out to my friend in Kansas and see yes. if she'll be on because on. you're right. I want, and I, you know, who I really want to get on is somebody in New York because yes, I swear anybody mo who moves from New York to Texas is always like, what do y'all do here? Because I swear New York, they would, 
I swear by it, they would always say like New York has the best services. So we need to find somebody in New York. Do you remember that teacher in our previous district that like came from New York and then she went when the former soup, she went back to New York when the former soup did. She was always on Twitter. I know, who, I know who you're talking about. I just didn't want to say her name out loud. I'm not going to say it either, but we yeah. Remember. We could, you know, and I actually, I was actually going to talk to you about that. I really want to get a, a teacher on just because I want to hear their perspective on like servicing students with special needs. Yeah. I have plenty of teacher friends. I mean, I know you do too. We can find some teacher friends. Okay. We're going to have to look, but we so appreciate you one listening to our rant for the day. Yes. I apologize that things were on our mind. We were due for a rant. I love it that we decided like that Monday night after the first day of school was a good day to do this. True. True. We gave ourselves enough time to like process process, um, but we hope you guys are all having a great start to your school years. Cause I'm assuming you guys have probably already been in school for right. a few weeks. Um, yeah. So if you guys, again, like Bailey said, live out of state or have a story to share with us, please send us an email. You can reach us at spadories at gmail.com. That's S-P-E-D-O-R-I-E-S. And Bailey, where can they find us? And you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, etc. We also have an Instagram at Spadories and a TikTok as well at Spadories. So please um, like, subscribe, follow anywhere and everywhere that you would like to. Yes. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye, friends. Bye.